This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, what a, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, it's good! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! Oh, Hello and welcome to the Oppo's View, the show where we get an insight into our upcoming opponents. Uh, we take on Cambridge United at Hillsborough this weekend as we look to bounce back from the 3-1 defeat that we suffered at the weekend. Uh, I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by Tom from the Under the Abbey Stand podcast. Uh, thanks for taking time to join me, Tom. Yeah, no problem, James. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Good stuff. Right, we'll get straight into it then. Um, we'll kick things off by talking about, obviously, the uh, the meeting earlier on in the season, uh, back in October. You know, I can remember it was incredibly cold, wet and windy that uh, that Tuesday evening. I think you had not won in four games, I think, and, and we'd had one defeat in seven at the time, although a lot of draws. Um, and obviously, a draw is how that game ended up. I mean, what, what can you remember from, from that game, from your perspective? Yeah, it feels like uh, it feels like a long time ago now. To be honest, um, well, what was it all the way back in like September, October time? October I guess. time, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was. Uh, I, I, I guess on the face of it, a point against Sheffield Wednesday for us in, in the situation that well we are in now, and, and certainly where we were at the start of the season, um, you know, was a was a decent result for I think on on on, on the face of it. Um, it was a bit of a frustrating game in some ways in that. Um, I know we in the first half it was probably one of the best games of one of the best halves of football that we'd played up until that point. Um, obviously, got ourselves ahead. Uh, I'm thinking from a set piece, things actually our right back George Williams who scored the goal. Yeah, and and then I, I guess as you expect, you know, a, a squad like yours just started to um, increase the pressure a little bit in the second half. And the, what the, I guess the reason it was so frustrating was that there was quite a sustained spell of pressure. Um, I think it was probably I don't know, maybe 55 to sort of 70 minute mark, something like that. And it felt like we'd just come out of that. And that was when you scored. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was, um, I think 
I think overall we'd kind of look at it as, as you know as, as more of a point gained back in you know all, all, all that time ago. But um, yeah, I think um, uh, you know certainly reasons to think that we maybe could have got more. Yeah, it's always difficult when you when you go a goal ahead and you come away with a draw. It almost sometimes feels like a defeat, especially when it's so so late on in the game. I think we scored in the, like, the 80th minute. It's a strange one as well because we came away from that game from from our perspective. I, I felt like we had chances at the end of the game to perhaps win it, and I I felt like you let us in the game more than we came into it. I think you just kind of, you know, one nil, you know, 75, 70 minutes gone. And it was like almost, right, let's just defend this, uh, this one nil lead somewhat. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, since then, how's it, how's it been? I mean, just looking from your league position, you were 12 then and you're 12 now, but it's not quite been that simple, has it? <laughs> uh, no, no, not at all. I mean, it sounds, uh, it sounds pretty straightforward, I guess, but um, yeah, I think actually probably the game that we played against you guys was actually probably the start of a run um, from the sort of middle of October through to the end of end of the year where we pretty much played, well, maybe not everyone who was in the sort of top 10 of the league, but everyone that you would expect to be there, so like yourselves. We went to Charlton, who were on good form at the time. We played Rotherham twice, uh, played Sunderland. So we, we, we kind of went on a really tough run. I think it was about 10 or 12 games or something like that. And we actually didn't pick up that many points, but... Um, you kind of saw, or, or, or we felt that we saw um, in those games, a kind of development of the side in terms of how we compete with those teams. So um, I think, I think although there's been you know periods of the season where we have struggled to pick up results consistently, um, we've always shown kind of an ability to compete. But I would say, I would say the main thing that's changed really since we last played each other is that now we feel, I guess, fairly secure um, as a as a League One side, even though, you know, in the game at the Abbey sat 12th in the league on paper, exactly the same position as we are now. There was still very much a sense that, you know, will we, won't we stay up? And now I think as the table looks now, um, barring any sort of really dramatic collapse and, you know, teams at the bottom of the league really kind of going on a bit of a surge, um, we should, we should fingers crossed be okay now. So, um, yeah, I think, um, I think that's really the main thing that's changed. I mean, this, the playing squad, the playing style is, 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 is all very similar. Um, and that I guess is, uh, is, um, probably because of the resources that we've got available to us. You know, we couldn't go out in January and sort of change the squad. And to be honest, I don't think we would have wanted to really, having, having done so well in League Two last season and done pretty well up until that point this year. But um, yeah, I think uh, even though, yeah, on paper, it looks um, it looks like it's just been kind of um, one easy road to sort of mid-table obscurity. It's been uh, yeah, anything but, I think. Yeah, I mean, you, you touched on playing style and obviously I'll come on to that in a, in a second. But, you know... It, you know, this is your, well, your first season in the third tier since what the early two thousands, I think it was when I when I looked earlier. I mean, what what were your expectations at the start of the season, and are you happy with where you find yourself now with what ten ten games to go in the season? Yeah, I'm really happy with where we are. To be honest, um, I think my expectations at the start of the season were realistically that we'd struggle. Um, we came up from League Two, we lost our top goal scorer from the from the promotion season, Paul Mullin, who scored like thirty plus goals in League Two, signed for Wrexham in non league. Um, right back Kyle Noyle who went to Doncaster so we did lose some pretty key players and um, it's not that we didn't replace them but it's 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 kind of hard to replace players of that ability um, you know when you have when you have the or, or well, when you have the resources or sort of lack of resources that we have available um, but I think overall we've, we, we've, we've kind of done that pretty well but I think honestly the expectation for most people probably would have been that we went straight back down um, to be honest Um I think at the start of the season, the first few weeks, uh, I was a little concerned about how well we could compete, particularly against some of the better teams. I thought it might be a case of, um, you know, we might have a few um, 
a few difficult afternoons, shall we say, particularly away at the bigger grounds. And, you know, I'm not saying that we've won loads of those games, but we've certainly given a good account of ourselves. And and then it kind of became a case of, all right, we're going to be in this battle kind of throughout the season, you know, to, to, to sort of stay up, but at least we're going to be able to compete. And if it comes to the you know end of the season, we're on the wrong side of that line, but we've given it a good go, then that's kind of okay. And yeah, it's just, as the season's gone on, we've just looked really, you know, more and more comfortable and more and more at home at this level. So um, we're definitely exceeding expectation. I think you've really struggled to find any Cambridge fans who've been to any extent disappointed with um, with what we've done. Yeah, that kind of leads me on to the next question. Really, I've just you know we spoke about your your, your format earlier on in the year. And, you know, you've had you know, five wins, four draws, and four defeats since uh, the turn of the turn of the year. But you know, in recent weeks, you know, wins have been hard to come by. You know, two defeats to Oxford and Wickham, who were like ourselves in that in that playoffs uh, hunt, uh, and then a goalless draw recently with uh, Shrewsbury. I mean, what have the performances been like? Because sometimes you know you, you can you can get beat, but the performance. Can be can be better than that sometimes, can't it? Yeah, they've been. Um, to be honest, they've been a little bit inconsistent. I think of like um, the game at Oxford, uh, we gave a decent account of ourselves, but they're just a cut above us. Like mm. it's, it's, it's kind of I, I must admit, Oxford they've beat uh, beaten us twice this season, and I would say they're probably one of the one of the better, if not the best side that we've come up against this season, just in terms of organisation and and stuff like that. Yeah, they're a tough nut to crack those. Yeah, I think, um, you know, certainly in terms of the way they sort of attack teams, they're probably one of the best at this level. I think, you know, at home, they've been scoring like three or four goals pretty much every week for a few months. So um, it's always a tough ask, but we did give a good account of ourselves, went ahead twice. And unfortunately, in the end, the sort of difference in quality and I guess the difference in kind of budget really just showed. Um, the Wickham game was a frustrating one. We just didn't really give a good, good account of ourselves, never really got going. We conceded a really unfortunate goal, really big deflection quite early on, and that just kind of set the tone for the evening. I think um, the home game against Shrewsbury again, it wasn't it wasn't a great performance, but um, this is what I mean in terms of like our ability to compete. Like earlier in the season, if we didn't play well, we'd get beat, and now we're walking yeah. out of games where we've not played well, albeit disappointed with the performance, but we've actually got, come out with, with a clean sheet and a point. So maybe a sign of the progression there. But um, I would say, like probably since the turn of the year, we've well, one kind of pretty big cup exception aside, we've pretty much shown exactly what we are in terms of being a mid-table League One team in that against teams like Oxford and against teams like Wickham, we've 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 kind of found found ourselves struggling. We've beaten the teams like Crew and Doncaster at the bottom of the league and we've kind of drawn with the teams in the middle like Burton. So um yeah, I think overall pretty, pretty good. Um we've not done anything really miraculous on the pitch in the league, but um yeah, I think in regards to sort of performances recently, they've been a bit a little bit different, um, but now hopefully we've got a few players back from injury, so hopefully we can start to kick on. Yeah. Now, in terms of you know players to watch, I've picked out a few. Then obviously I'll ask you to give you your own. I mean, Joe Ironside is uh, an obvious choice. You know, he's someone who those down the road um, will probably know at Sheffield United. You know, he was there earlier in his career. I mean, he's got twelve goals for you in the league so far this season. Um, I mean, only one one goal this calendar year, though. But obviously, despite that, he still must be a, an important player for you, especially as you've mentioned, Paul Mullin uh, is not there anymore. Yeah, Joe's been um, Joe's been massive for us. I think um, not just this season, but last season. I mean, just going into the League Two season a little bit. I mean. Paul Mullen was one who got all the headlines because he scored so many goals, but Ironside was so, so central to everything that we did going forward. He kind of took all the hits, I think is the phrase that our manager Mark Bonner used pretty much week in, week out about Joe Ironside. And um, I think I think he was one of those that we weren't really sure how he'd step up. And he's another one of those, as the season's gone on, again, just looked like more and more comfortable at this level. What type um, of player is he, Tom? 
He's he's um he's more of a target man. Um, I'd say he, he's kind of classic, I guess, uh, lower league number nine in that. You know, we try and get the ball up to him relatively quickly, and um, from there he you know can bring other people into play. Um, but I would say the one part of his game that has impressed when he's been fit recently is that he is starting to add that sort of clinical edge to his game. Um, he scored the winner away away at Lincoln and um, in January, and that was um, sort of a last minute goal where he just kind of popped up in the right place at the right time. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I mean, he, has, he, he had kind of suffered a little bit, I think, from being one of those players who sort of works so hard for all the rest of the team but doesn't necessarily get the rewards himself because he's kind of, you know, here, there and everywhere and he's not necessarily in the right place or in the box. But he seems to have improved on that part of the game a little bit. But um, yeah, he's been kind of pivotal really to everything that we've done. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can just kind of hang on to him really because I guess there's one or two um, uncertainties about how long we can do that for. Yeah, another one I've picked out is, is Adam May. Obviously, central midfield is made what thirty appearances so far this season. Obviously, he chips in with a few goals and assists. You know, he's got four goals and three assists this season. Again, he he's, he looks like another key player for you. Yeah, he's 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 another one, I guess, at the sort of Joe Ironside um, sort of sort of um, level, I guess, in a way that you know was decent in League Two, decent enough, but we weren't sure necessarily how he'd step up, and he's kind of learnt the ropes really well, I think, so far. Um, I'd say his kind of key strength as a as a player is when he can kind of drive at teams a little bit. Um, a lot of the goals that he's scored, he's scored have almost been identical. They're sort of twenty to twenty five yards out, um, just sort of into the bottom corner. And I would be surprised if he didn't at least try one or two shots at Hillsborough um, on Saturday. That's kind of his 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 uh, as much as a League One centimetre can have. I guess that's his kind of signature, really. Um, but yeah, I think. Um, Maybe the slight struggle that he 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 has is when he's asked to in 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 the way that we play when he's asked to play one of the two holding midfield roles. Um, I don't think that's necessarily like the strength of his game. It really is kind of getting forward a little bit more. Um, but yeah, he's one that's um, you know slotted in really well. To be fair, and he is one that I think a lot of our fans did have question marks about. Probably had question marks about last season as well, let alone this season. But um, yeah, he's proved a lot of people wrong, and he's become a really important part of the team. Good stuff. Uh, anyone else that you want to pick out as as being a bit of a threat or someone we need to look out for? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think probably the obvious one is Wes Houlihan. Um, he'll uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's he'll... a Saturday, isn't it? So he's playing. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, he t- yeah. He turns up on Saturdays. To be fair, um, he doesn't on Tuesdays. He didn't last season either. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I kind of run out of uh, words to describe the guy. To be honest, I've not been uh, privileged enough to see too many players of that ability playing for us over the years, and he's. Um, yeah, he's been uh, he's been phenomenal to be honest since he came in, and I mean in terms of pure ability alone, he'll be up there with the best in this division. Clearly, 
he's like 39 now. So um, there's parts of his game that he can't do that he might have done maybe 10 years ago. But um, yeah, he's been brilliant. And he'll be, um, again, I guess, pivotal to everything we do, particularly going forward. And uh, yeah, well, I think we're just kind of enjoying what we've got left to him, really, because I'm not certain we'll see another season of Wes. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a delight to watch when he's on form. Good stuff. Um, and what what are your thoughts on on us then? You know, from from the outside looking in. You know, so far this season, obviously we're uh, well as it stands as we record. I think we've just slipped out of the uh, the, the playoff places as uh, as the results stand right now. But uh, but yeah, what what's your thoughts on us? Obviously, you know, we've come down from from the championship. You know, I don't I don't want to use that big club status thing that people throw around quite quite a bit. But yeah, what's uh, what's your thoughts on on Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, well, I'll uh, I'll throw that big club um, terminology right back at you because I think that's exactly how we how we view you guys. To be honest, um, it's a bit strange um, for us, I guess, to be to be going to Hillsborough in a league game. So, I suppose looking at it from our for, from our own perspective, it, 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 you know, the biggest challenge in some ways is going to be just to kind of avoid that. Um, you know, we're here for a day out thing. You know, you know, obviously being there to do a job. But um, yeah, I think um, you know the view that you have the view that any of our fans have a chef for Wednesday at the moment specifically is that we're definitely catching catching you at the wrong time because you guys are kind of caught fire recently I think um, I guess um, you know when we kind of look throughout the squad as well what we see is a team of players that probably in theory shouldn't be playing at this level um, likes of Barry Bannon Berahino um, even someone like Lee Gregory like he's someone that we've come up against in um, years gone by when he was playing for Halifax Town, you know, was 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 clearly too good for that level then. So he's probably someone that might cause us a few problems again. Um, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, the view that we would have is that you know we're playing against a football club that realistically kind of exists and operates on a very different scale to our own. And um, I guess we would expect to get beat fairly comfortably on Saturday. But uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll make it a bit more difficult than that. Yeah, you mentioned a few of the few of the players there, but I think one thing that we've found is obviously in the pre-season when we signed them all, we thought yeah, it's going to be easy. This we've got championship quality players. We'll we'll walk it this season, but I think we've found that I mean the the weekend just gone is a prime example that you know man for man. I think you'd have picked any Wednesday player ahead of the any of the Lincoln players uh, on paper, but. You know they they came at us, made it difficult for us to play, and then the day they've walked away with a three-one win. So sometimes I think we've we found that the it's not just as easy as you know you're not going to get given the time to to pass the ball around like you know the further up you go in the divisions, you know when you get to Premier League, you watch you know a match of the day and what have you, and they're stroking it around and they've got all the time in the world. And whereas when you when you get into League One, League Two, and then Giles, who's on the who comes on the podcast, plays for Grimsby in the conference, and he'll uh, well, sorry National League as it's called now, and he'll tell you, you don't get any time on the ball. So yeah, it's um, I think what something we've missed is players that know League One because um, I think that's that that's key, and it's probably why you know you see teams like yourselves that have come up from from League Two and still um, still able to to hold their own, even though the, some of the players might not quite be. Uh, you know, up to the same sort of sort of standard. Now, just just on um, like playing style and and things like that. What what? How would you describe that? And, and what sort of formation were we to be expecting this weekend? Uh, yeah, I'd expect us to be fairly rigid. To be honest, um, I think it's gonna be. Yeah, I think probably you'll be uh, you'll probably be well used to it now. Of uh, you know, seeing teams of a similar sort of size to to Cambridge United coming to coming to Hillsborough and probably setting up in a very certain way. And I don't think we'll be. Um, too far different from that. I mean, in terms of the shape, it'll probably be 4-2-3-1. Um, so I imagine we'll, we'll hopefully line up with uh, Dimitrov in goal. 
George Williams, right back, centre backs will probably be two from Lloyd Jones, Jibril Okadina, or Sam Shering. Um, we'll probably have Harrison Dunk, uh, left back, who's been with the club for, I think, coming up to 11 years now, so a bit of a legend. Um, the two sort of holding players, one of those we may, who I've mentioned, good going forward, maybe can uh, be found wanting a little bit in the sort of more defensive part of the game. He'll be next to Paul Digby, who's our captain, who, uh, yeah, has just been phenomenal. He does that sort of classic, um, I guess, almost a bit cliche job that always goes unnoticed. Everyone always talks about loads, yeah, so yeah. it doesn't really go that unnoticed, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think um, going forward, like the, the the plan will probably be to hit you on the break a little bit, I think. Um, so I, I, would, I would expect Shiloh Tracy to start um, on the right. He, youth, youth product from Spurs, um, very, very quick, sometimes can lack a bit of an end product. He's a sort of winger that I guess a lot of lower league clubs have had plenty of over the years, but he seems to have a bit of potential about him. Um, on the other side, it'll be James Brophy, who carries the ball very well. Then we'll have, I, I guess, um, probably probably wears down the middle, just behind Joe Ironside. So there's definitely quality there that can hurt teams, but um, I think in terms of the game plan on Saturday, it's very much going to be to just keep it quiet at the back, I think, more than anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, in term, I mean, injuries obviously a hot topic here at Hillsborough. You know, we're starting to get players back now, which is uh, which is a good sign. Um, but but you know, do you have any injury concerns going into this game? Is any any players that are going to be missing? Um, probably not really. Other than the other than the two, um, the, we've got two sort of longer term ones. We've got Greg Taylor, who was our captain last season and was at the start of this season. Who I think. Um, had suffered a really, really bad injury. I think it was like the third or fourth game, which was a real shame for him. And um, uh, central midfield player Liam O'Neill has been out injured like fairly sporadically across the sort of four years he's been with the club. Um, the only one that might miss out who would otherwise be quite important to us is James Brophy, who got quite a bad injury um, in the game against Shrewsbury uh, on Saturday. Um, so I'm not sure how, you know, what sort of condition he'll be in, but he would be a big miss. Um He's one of those players that sometimes can get a bit of stick for the end product for, or lack of end product, I should say. But when he's not there, you really notice it because he, he is a really good ball carrier. And specifically in games like this, where if we're defending quite a lot, we're going to need sort of outlets to get us up the pitch when we can. Um, so if he's if he's not there, that'll be a blow. But aside from that, I think we're pretty much pretty much um, pretty much fully fit, which is probably one of the first times in the last few months we can say that because we had sort of four or five pretty key inj- key players out injured who are now thankfully kind of returning. So um, yeah, should be, should be a pretty, pretty healthy squad, hopefully ready to go on Saturday. Yeah. Good. Um, I mean, one thing I need to tell you as well before, before you do come is don't expect a nice, even playing surface because the, the pitch at the moment is absolutely awful. I don't know if you've watched, uh, you know, the uh, the recent games, uh, it, yeah, it, it doesn't look it doesn't look great. So don't expect any, uh, like I said, free-flowing football on the on the ground uh, anyway. And now before I let you go, Tom, um, I just want to nail you down to a, to a score prediction then. Uh, I normally say this, but, you know, one with your head and one with your heart because, yeah, again, it could be... It could be slightly different. Yeah, I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you the one with, the head, with my head first. So that's a comprehensive three 0 win for Sheffield Wednesday. I think um, with my I like heart. That. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd love to say it's with my heart, and I'll go. I'll go one all. But it's. It's. It, I guess it's the side of a fan who's been battered by twenty years of lower league football that you know the 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 result that I predict with my heart is a, is an away point. But um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'd love to think we can get a point, but I think realistically, I think it's gonna be a tough afternoon. Great stuff. And uh, just lastly, where can we find you on the on the socials and the podcast, etc.? 
so we are at Abby Stand Pod uh, on on Twitter and across everything, really. Tom, thank you very much. Uh, good luck for the weekend. Hope you enjoy your trip. I, I was listening to your podcast um, earlier on today, and uh, it sounds like you're making an early trip up to to Sheffield, are you? Yeah, um, yeah. I think <laughs> we'll see, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't know how long that day will last, but we'll see how it goes. It's going to be uh, a fairly early train up. Yeah. Uh, in the sevens, I believe. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Great stuff. Tom, thank you very much, mate. And uh, like I said, enjoy, enjoy your weekend, but hopefully not too much uh, from our perspective anyway. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, mate. Cheers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.